Zen. What an idea. Zen. I didn't understand what it meant, not even when my dad tried to explain it. Um, my dad was a Zen Buddhist, non-practicing. That confused me. There was a lot about Zen that was very confusing to my brain growing up, and even more so in the world that I find myself navigating now. To help us navigate to where we can actually connect with Zen within, I'd like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm not, I can't stay Zen. All right, I'm excited, Akila. Join me in the studio. Let's get this party started. I am super happy. All right, so as the tech tangle continues and we get Akila to be able to take and get herself off mute and on camera, um, I am going to see if we can get her promoted properly. Uh, there we go, Akila. try now. There you are. Hey, whoop, and there you're gone. And you're back. And you, are you staying? Oh, hi. <laughs> It's so much fun to see you. You as well. It's been, it's been so long. I feel like I know you so well because we've been in communication for so long. <laughs> it's lovely to be able to know someone so fast as we got to know each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So when it comes to Zen, I'm going to just sort of take a huge assumption that your life was not always Zen, not always peaceful. <laughs> that is that is very accurate. It's an accurate assumption. Um, yeah, life has definitely has shown its own challenges and speed bumps and obstacles and, you know, all the fun stuff that gets us to point A to point B. Yeah, point A to point B. And we get the detours in the middle that can Absolutely. lead to states of agitation to, to Absolutely. Put it mildly. So, question. Mm -hmm. What's so good about Zen and what the heck is it anyway? So for me, um, Zen is really being able to calm my body and mind. Um, I feel like even through my studies, different people have different perspectives, but it really comes down to, to that state of just being. And I feel like that in itself is different for everyone. You know, everybody has an idea of what it means to thrive, what it means to have peace. So whatever that then means for you is um, really what gives you that, that peace um, within yourself. Cool. Peace within yourself. So that's Zen. That's, that's then my it, interpretation from my years of study, yes. That's really cool. All right, so that's super, super simple. If Zen equals peace within, what's the problem? Why do well, we struggle? The thing, I think that the struggle is coming down to how to get there, um, especially as we navigate through, whether it's childhood trauma or it's trauma that's happening in the forefront or external experiences, we're hit with so many different zings in life that can cause a little riff in finding that zen within. and. When a lot of people don't know how to do that and how to teach it, it becomes this personal journey of really being able to find it, um, which I think that's where people get lost of that question, but how, like, how can I get there? Yeah, well, I got lost just, you know, trying to, it's like, it's not tangible. And I like things to be concrete and, and picturable. 
And I'm, I don't have a clear image of what's so good about inner peace. So again, for me, it comes down to my life journey and I can share a little bit of that and why, you know, being on this call is so fun for me. Um, Cause I think that would help navigate to the why it's so important. So um, with this whole subject being on suicide prevention and awareness, I myself struggled with that as a kid. I used to cut, I used to think about killing myself. I have many journals saying that I didn't wanna live. Mm -hmm. um, back in college, I actually went through an entire experience of dying. I overdosed on some pharmaceuticals because I just didn't wanna do it anymore. I was exhausted. I didn't feel like I was being heard. I didn't feel like I could do anything. Who I was wasn't okay. And I'm still here. And so for me, after that day, it became, okay, well, fighting up against it isn't working. We tried to take ourselves out. That didn't work either. So let's try to work with it. And with a lot of people, um, even one of my friends even said today that um, they had heard, which I hear all the time, which I share is being able to work through it. To get through it, you have to work through it. And that's when it comes down to really working on whatever your shadows, demons, obstacles, baggage, whatever you want to call it, really working through that. Because once you are able to do that, you really are able to find that peace. Because I feel like as children, we all had that peace, you know, that, oh, that innocence, that, that pure sense of being that we can get tapped into. So being able to embody that kind of mindset every day, which takes practice like everything you know it's not something that just happens overnight which can be hard because a lot of us want instant gratification but just like anything it takes practice it takes practice to unlearn behavior it takes practice to learn new behavior um, and it's just being able to know within yourself what you want and work for it so take us back knowing inside yourself what you want Mm -hmm. What I understand from the people who we have um, interviewed, people we've spoken with, is that it wasn't so much that at the moment they attempted to take their life, it wasn't so much that they wanted to die, but that they didn't want to live. It was, for me, it was just not existing. It was just hard existing. It wasn't necessarily that I really wanted to quote die I just didn't want to be because at that point in my life I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere um, presenting myself to the world didn't seem to be okay so it's kind of like well if I can't be myself then what's the point um, which I feel with a lot of people I speak to that's a lot of things we struggle with wanting to to be ourselves and having to not force ourselves into being this box that either society or our parents or whomever, even in our heads sometimes through other influences, we create that this is how we're supposed to be. And in reality, we can just be, which in itself is something we need to learn. Okay. Now you're talking something hard for me to just, yeah. <laughs> I, I tend to be a human doing, not a human being. Um, but I think I'm able to follow this. What I'm wondering is when you woke up and you weren't dead, 
what happened then? What what was your experience at that moment? Um, to be frank, like I will say the in-between state, like it's it's kind of a blur, like that that like from going to sleep to waking up. It literally oh. was like going to sleep and waking up. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just meaning when you woke afterwards, up. Yeah. Afterwards, it became this like it was confusion. There definitely was confusion. Um, but then it was just kind of like, okay, well, just keep going. Cause I mean, there's nothing else at that point to do. However, not too long after, I wouldn't say it was an immediate thing where a lot of times, again, that instant gratification, that instant understanding, which is something I'll even be honest that now I still struggle with of wanting things to be done now and, you know, struggling with patience. But at that point, it was a few years later that things started to click a little bit better where I was like, you know what? I want to start working on myself because up until that point, it was everybody else telling me what to do and how to be and, and everything like that. Where this time it was me being like, I'm going to take more control over my life. I'm going to do this for me because I want to and really taking that power back, which from then that journey has just been then me continuous, continually you know, gaining my own power back. Okay, so that's huge. This idea that the shift wasn't from I just want non-existence to I'm peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the shift was smaller than that. It was a possibility. Yeah. So what was the possibility? What was the first possibility that, that that kind of broke through that hopelessness? Because that's what I hear is that it's a it's a point of hopelessness. There is no hope of it ever getting better. Yeah. So for me, it really started when you think about small things, it began doing the things I like to do. You know, something that simple. If I wanted to go to a concert or if I wanted to go out camping or if I wanted to go out to whatever, because I wanted to. It was then being able to, again, take that power back instead of just going along with what everybody else was doing is being able to have that hope of being like, well, I can I can do it for me. And that then gained back that sense of self that I felt like I lost. Because when you feel so hopeless, you know, like, well, I'm, I'm not good at anything. I can't do anything. Nothing's okay. Nothing's gonna work because that narrative spun around for many, many years. <laughs> Where now it's like, well, I get to do this because I want to now. And there's more fun in, in getting to do that I didn't have before. You said something that just triggered a memory for me. I remember when I was 18 and somebody questioned my getting married. And I said, we're getting married because we want to. And somebody said, well, that's not a good enough reason. And it haunted me for a really long time. When did, because I want to become a good enough reason for you? Yeah. When did that happen for you? Because I want to is a good enough reason. First time, so if you look chronologically, that that experience that I had, that would have been back in 2009. And I would say starting in like 2013 is when 
it really began this this moment. And there's a couple of things that happened. Um, one of which is when I um, I shaved my hair off for the second time, um, which was just liberating, and again doing something for myself. And now with my hair, my hair is down my back now, which has been a fun thing to have along that journey. Um, but like I would say, like like 2013, it was just more of, I can do this for me now. I don't really know what that looks like, which is scary because stepping into the unknown is its own fear <laughs> that, that uh -huh. creeps up. Um, but it was like those slow baby steps. And again, this is ongoing, you know, even now as I step into new opportunity, new release, it's still, there's that fear of, well, am I gonna be okay? that's coming back from when I didn't think I, anything was going to be okay. Got it. Yeah. So it's not that finding Zen makes it all rosy and, you know, <laughs> no, no. all right. No. So I got distracted. My, my, my Zen just went out the window because no. of the, the comment about your hair being so beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Your <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll, we'll come back to that part of the show when we give away the hair secrets. Um, that, that's a different part of the show. Right now, let's... <laughs> I love it. The, the idea that just because you discovered Zen Within doesn't mean that you just lived there forever. No, and, it's, and again, it's a practice. It's the mindfulness aspects of it. It's, it's the holistic approach, which is, what I, which is what I coach and what I teach is the holistic aspect of what does that mean? Um, you know, being able to find Zen within, is it just your mindset? Is it what you're eating? Are you being active? Like, it, are you stable? Um, which is why everything I do is around the chakras because it's, for me, it was a really easy way of understanding myself to segment those ideas of, oh no, this is too hard or panic because then I was able to segment of being like, nope, okay, I'm safe. Or where do I need to work on? Or what do I need to do next? You know? So I got a question about that. You said yeah. stable, what's stable? So that's, so that's the thing is what does stability mean for you? Now ah. there's core pieces of stability. There's having a place to live. There's having enough food, having money for food, having a job. You know, this last year, stability was shaken for a lot of people, but it oh. also comes down to like just home. You know, let's say you have, and like the people you're with, let's say you have the food, the water, all these other things, but then there's not the emotional stability that's there. You know, both, both play a part and depending on where you want to put all your energy dictates how you're able to move forward. And that's, that becomes a balancing act of priorities of what do I really want to put my energy that will give me that sense of stability? If it's, you know, I have a place to lay my head, even if I don't own it, but I have a place to lay my head that I'm safe, you know, that could be enough. Um, if it's, I need a million dollars, I mean, that's, that's, that's a choice. But if that's what you feel is the only place that you can be stable, you know, then that's something you're going to work towards. So it really depends on like everything. It's, it's all about, and that's why I call my business uniquely fit because it's all about how it's uniquely fit to you. I mean, that's really how it, how it works. You know, no, there's no, there's no one size fits all for anybody because everybody experiences life differently. 
everybody has different backgrounds, different upbringings, different, just everything, you know, there's, there's no same, only similarity. So, oh, this is going to be fun. Okay. So we are, we are going outside of my comfort zone because we're not going to be talking something that is concrete, universal, and picturable. That's okay. Not easily going to fit into a cup, which is what I call that concrete, universal, and picturable concepts when I can bring them down and where they're really tangible. Yeah. Now, you've taken me into a realm that is not tangible at all. And it's all customized. And yeah. it, it's all, okay. So we got to bring this down into some things that people can yep. wrap their heads around. Give me some, give me some bite-sized pieces. Absolutely. So this is one of my pieces of jewelry that I make that helps with this understanding, which is based off of the chakras. So by using these, um, I have this core seven and then I add um, a black one for more grounding this what gives is what I've given more of a concrete or Western stability and understanding. Um, for those that are more into like Western philosophy and may have heard of the Maslow hierarchy of need, they're very similar in terms of what they are aligned with and how they're described in understanding yourself. Okay, so for those who are not familiar with what the chakra system is, um, yes. And let's align it. it. It would be okay if we just Absolutely. do that alignment for people mm-hmm. with this is what it is in the chakra. This is how it relates to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Absolutely. That would be an easy comparison to give people. Now we got a cup. Okay. Yes. Cool. This is, I'm, this I'm is what it. I love. This is what I love. <laughs> all right. So start us out at the bottom. You said yep. you put a black bead underneath it all for more grounding. So we'll come back yes. to black beads. Yes. So if we start with the red, okay. that's the root chakra and the Maslow hierarchy of need, it's also red, which is also dealing with stability, finances, food, home, or a house, um, a job, just very stable things. Again, family too, things that you know make you feel safe, make you feel at home. Got it. Okay. Safe and at home. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you there. Okay. So from there, you have the sacral, which is um, marked here as this yellowy orange. And that's, so if you think about your body, that's right below your belly button. Got it. Maslow hierarchy you need, it's the same color. And that's dealing with security. So a lot of people get confused between stability and security. Stability is more of like that foundation. So if you think of a house, it's the foundation mm-hmm. of a house. For the su- su- security of it, it's now like the beams in the house. You know, you're building up from okay. the foundation, giving more of that stability in it. So this within yourself is self-esteem, um, your creativity, that side of it, um, Intimacy, a lot of people deal with intimacy, just like how you relate to other people. Um, Then again, what you look at yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror, going back to esteem. So that is the sacral. Got it. Okay. So I'm with with you so far. We've got the first two. Okay. And, And that relates to hierarchy, the Maslow hierarchy of needs. And what would he call that? 
So if I remember correctly, that was, um, again, it was still with stability I, or stability. Yeah. I, was oh, still, I, need, I need to like look at the paper. Security. I should have brought it and had it up. Yeah, you, you, um, that, yeah that's okay. Cause I, you, you okay. mentioned security and that, that makes yeah, sense. So security and stability. Okay. So then from there we have the um, solar plexus, which I have listed here with a um, tiger eye and that's Ooh. dealing with your intuition. So um, for a lot of people, when they have this here in your um, sacral or here, yeah, right, right, right there, here, when you yeah. have it, oh, I get that stomach feeling, that yeah, the, the feeling. icky tummy feeling, and yeah, the just flex. like something doesn't feel yeah. right, or you know, this is actually something right that's your intuition, um, which is connected mm -hmm. to your solar plexus, is um, being able to trust yourself, um, being able to trust the world, being able to trust the interactions you have with other people is really coming from the sense right here of being able to trust your gut. Mm -hmm. Cool, trusting your gut. I like that. That's a really simple, easy. Yeah. Good, okay, keep keep going. I'm, no I'm with you. From there, we have, I have a moss. Um, it could also be rose cords, which is actually, I wear my rose cords around my neck. And that's dealing with your heart chakra. Um, this is the most important one, in my opinion, because it's the bridge between the top three and the bottom three, um, which is your heart chakra. And a lot of people will say like, oh, that's just about loving. And it's, it's not. It's also about forgiveness and not just forgiveness in terms of, well, that person needs to apologize to me, but you being able to also forgive yourself from things where you're not carrying guilt, um, being able to forgive somebody else who may have hurt you because a lot of times when somebody hurts you and it's been years, they're no longer the person hurting you. You are because you chose to carry it for so long, which then goes into that forgiveness of self of, I'm sorry, self for carrying this so long. You know, I don't, I don't want to carry this anymore. You know, that person hurt me, but that was so far along that they're not in the present where I am and I'm the one inflicting that pain. So really being centered in your heart um, and having that forgiveness and love um, coming in and out is really important to help balance both your top three and bottom three chakras. Got it. So, so the heart chakra is like a pivot point mm -hmm. between the upper and lower. It is. And I actually, it's like my, I have a lots of tattoos. They're all, they're all very symbolic. And I actually have the scripture here. And it says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. And I love this because it's perfectly in line with the chakra message of wherever you are here will then determine how you navigate it. If you're feeling super hurt and heavy, you're going to be carrying around being hurt and heavy. If you go into a state of love and forgiveness, you're going to be in that higher vibrational where you can move forward from it which is all here of being able to make sure that this is protected depending on what path you're going down. So bringing us through the um, concept of this is, you know, we're no longer dealing with the physical necessities of life, food, water, shelter. We're no longer dealing with the sense of safety. We're, we're no longer dealing with the sense of self-trust. Now we're, we're dealing with the outer world. Mm -hmm. You know, what, 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 how we interact and, and this is really cool. So that's amazing that we can flip this 
so easily right here at this pivot yeah. point. It impacts all of them. It really does. It impacts every single one of them, um, you know, all the way up to the top of just being able to then wear your head up high and know that, you know, I am insert, you know, because that's ultimately what you're going to become is whatever you put behind I am. So being able to stack that up and being able to then be like, yep, I'm good. I'm secure. I'm stable. I'm trusting myself. I'm loving myself. Everything else just falls in alignment. So, so we've got the house built now. Yes. Right? Yeah, so we started with the foundation and the beams and now the walls are up and the roof is on is what it sounds yep. like. And that's uh, when now it gets fun. Now you get to decorate your house. Aha. Uh -huh. This is where then your creativity side gets to be able to be because now you're just being. And when you're just being, that's when you get to decide, well, how do I want life to be? That's when you get to decide and create the reality that you want because now you're so in alignment with yourself that all you get to do is just be yourself. Boy, that sounds like um, something that my brain just is not going to wrap around. This is uh, <laughs> this is like, all I get to do now is just be myself. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Being myself is not the easiest thing in the world some days. And that's, and that's the struggle. And that's what gets up to this part here. Okay. Um, it gets into the, the throat chakra. Um, of being able to then take all that trust and self-love to then speak it because our words are so incredibly powerful. Again, whatever we put behind the word I am is what we become. So, um, you know, this is something I struggle with again, still, you know, I'm not perfect and I don't want to be perfect because through perfection means I'm no longer get to learn. And all I want to do is continue to learn. So, you know, anytime you're up against this thing where those, those, you know, narratives come into your brain of, I can't, this is too hard. That's not attainable. Well, you're projecting that out to then not be attainable. When you say things more of like, I'm working towards this, not even I'm trying, I'm not trying. I'm working towards this. I'm actively propelling myself to make this happen. I am building this. You're then putting yourself in a better state of this is attainable instead of blocking yourself being like, nope, it's impossible because I saw this and I thought it was so brilliant. The word impossible and how it spells I'm possible. Mm -hmm. Like it's the, it's the craziest thing ever. You know, I, it's impossible. You're right. <laughs> I am possible. You know, like it's, <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> I saw recently somebody split it apart and I was like, that is so cool. Yeah. 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 Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So now we're up through number five and, yep, and so it's about five. speaking um, into existence is what it sounds like. Inside, it's speaking anything into existence, but it's not even just being able to like, you know, manifest, but it's also being able to speak better to yourself. You know, you don't think of, I'm creating something else. Like a lot of people focus on external things. It's more of like, let's reprogram how we talk to ourselves. Again, going back to that, I can't, that's too hard. Nobody's going to like me. Nobody's going to listen, blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is, just whatever that, that more negative speech is, it's speaking truth into it. Because that's not truth. The truth of the matter is, you can. The truth of the matter is you are. The truth of the matter is you're becoming. The truth of the matter is you're working towards, you know, 
that's all like for the throat chakra, it's being able to speak your truth in that manner. Because once you're confident enough to do it, which takes a lot of courage, takes a lot of courage and there's a lot of fear to speak your truth. You know, even today I was having some fear of like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna share my story again, you know? And I was just like, well, what's the worst that can happen? Nobody listen? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I okay. you. you know what I mean? Like, that's okay. Because at the end of the day, me being able to speak my truth, my story without it having this debilitating force on me where I'm ashamed by it helps liberate me. You know, even if it's not necessarily, even if it doesn't help anybody else, it is still helping me and my own healing because it's then no longer, I'm no longer enslaved to what happened. It's just my story. You've hit upon a couple of pieces there that are really lovely. One being that you're able to share your story without being enslaved to the emotions of it. So not triggerable to use yeah. the current term. But you also hit upon this not being attached to anything outside of yourself. You know, how many people hear it, whether somebody listens or checks out, to not be attached to other people at all. And I really like that. It's what I call emotional Teflon, where other people's opinions and judgments and um, even expectations can slide right off of me. Yeah. So that's what healing through this understanding that we have to take care of the foundation first, and then we can build. And then now we can decorate, and we decorate by being able to speak our truth is the first place. Mm -hmm. What is true for me? What is all right me? you know because that comes down, down to then what's true for me how do i want to live my life because then you know because once you know what your their truth is then you can start then doing this outside of it and now it's both inner and outer world connecting to then match you know whatever that may be if it's just physical if it's um you know material if it's being able to have the confidence of yes i can lose weight i can you know, look the way that I want to look. I can make the money that I want to make. I can become, have financial free, like whatever it may be, it then starts to spread, which then helps build everything else a little bit stronger because now you're having more confidence and having more stability and security in it um, because you believe it's true. Ah, there we go. There we go. It, it comes down to that. What helps you believe that it's true? And it's the evidence of what shows up in your life. Right. So that's cool. All right. So now I'm really getting to understand what's so good about Zen. And this is a great way to explain it because I'm getting some tangible evidence of what happens when I am becoming more Zen. Yes. All right. Keep going. Yes. Yeah. This is all right. Thank you. So now we are getting to the last top two. So um, for the throat, I use a turquoise to represent the throat chakra. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then from there, we get to the third eye. And a lot of people get, you know, in this woo-woo, people talk about the third eye. And realistically speaking, it's just about perspective, like using your brain, giving perspective to a situation. Are you only seeing it in black and white? Are you only seeing it from your 
given perspective? Are you taking a second to look at somebody else's point of view? When you're, op when you're able to do that, you are opening your third eye because now you're allowing to see things in a more multi-dimensional way versus just this, you know? If you look at my hand, you'll say, well, that's the back of your hand. And I'll say, nope, it's not, it's my palm. And you'll say, yes, it is the back of your hand. And I'm like, but they're both true. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're both true because it's my hand. It's both, both sides. But if you're only seeing it from the one side, then you're, you're closed off from everything else. So that's all what this is about. I've never heard it explained that way. That was absolutely brilliant. Thank you. The, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's about perspective, and the more perspective we are able to bring, the more we can accept that one way of seeing it is not the only way to see it. Exactly. Then that expands that part of our system. It would also really come down to having enough confidence, having enough sense of trust that just because somebody's sharing their perspective doesn't mean it discounts mine. Exactly. And that's where that balance comes into just because I'm like looking from this other side doesn't mean I'm devaluing mine. It's really giving you an opportunity to make a base decision on everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's being able to be like, you know, what, I'm going to keep what I'm saying. However, I'm going to be open to listening. If something that you say resonates, I can now make a shift. If I really, at the end of the day, like I hear you out openly and honestly, and I still disagree, cool. You know, like, it's no, oh, yeah. I, th I think the disagreement <laughs> is what sparks creativity for me. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I stopped being afraid of things that I disagree with and started actively looking for them. Yeah. Because it gives me a place to stand, to know myself better if I'm willing to let my beliefs be challenged. Exactly. Because, you know, for me, when I go and speak on things and if I cannot say something with conviction, you know, if somebody comes at me and says, well, this is, and I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, well, then that's something I need to go back on and reevaluate and get more strength in what I'm saying. Because if I believe in something so strongly, I should be able to go back and say, you know what, from my perspective, insert. Oh. You know, and that's where I feel like with a lot of, with whatever the, su the subject may be, there's a lot of people, they'll say a lot of things. And then when you question them about it, they're, they get defensive. When a lot of times we get defensive, it's because we haven't really done the research for just regurgitating what we've been told. And we don't have anything to back it up, potentially. Yeah, potentially. And, potentially. and, that's one, and there's another place that, that just hit me that people get defensive, not because they don't have the research, but because their brain shuts down. Um, and just in defense, you know, flight or flight. Yeah. One of yes. the two. Am so I going to fight this or am I going to be like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and in physiology, as, as soon as yep. you go into fight or flight, there's no blood flow to the part of your brain that has memory. So you could know all the facts and figures, but you don't have access to them in that moment. And that's when you're able to, that's when like meditation comes in um, for me of being able to, again, retrain our brain of mm -hmm. understanding when to use fight or flight correctly. Um, I actually love studying that. Um, I got my 
degree in health and human performance when I was in college. And this is a lot that we spoke on of just like how the body responds to a lot of things. And when it comes to flight or flight, it comes back to the fact that our brain doesn't know the difference between safe and unsafe. We get to define the meaning of what is safe and unsafe. So being able to say, okay, my body is telling me to run and hide. Why? <laughs> if there's not a tiger in the room, a lion, am I not being physically attacked? There's really no reason to run, which then goes back to, okay, as a child, when I tried to speak up, did somebody say something to me? And now I am scared to speak up for myself. This also comes from, you know, coming back down. That's why these work together really well. Ah. I was able to come down and be like, okay, no. <laughs> and then come back up, give perspective, speak to it. And then if you get perspective and it drops you down a little bit of like, okay, I need to really trust in what I'm saying. I'm confident when I'm saying, let's speak it. All right, and now we're back. And it comes, it's a circle, you know, it's not this just one. <laughs> they, they work in tandem with one another, especially as you continue to evolve and mature and learn more things. A lot of things are gonna get challenged. Um, a lot of circumstances that we faced when we were younger are just gonna look different give us a similar trauma response reaction and being able to navigate like that really didn't make sense. However, my body still went into flight. You know, now you can then work through that. You know, it's really interesting what you just said that this is not linear. We're not talking about you know, Zen being a step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. Yeah. Um, and so that I think, like I said, I think being able to explain Zen using this approach of the chakras is, is just lovely because now this cyclic nature, the fact that it's it's not it's arranged in a hierarchy, but it's not stuck in a hierarchy. No, it's okay. not stuck in a hierarchy at all. Um, and as like for me, the way that I've the more I practice, I'm just balancing and keeping myself balanced, which again, takes practice. I'm gonna keep saying it takes practice, takes practice. It becomes, let's say I'm working towards something mm -hmm. and I've gotten to that point, I'm all the way up. One of the ways I explain it is like playing a video game is then you're at a new level. Ah. And once you get to that new level, you know, you're, you're in this like, yes, I just accomplished it. And now you're back at square one. <laughs> which then builds you back at the bottom where a lot of people think like I'm here oh no the world sank and it's like no you're just at a new beginning of the next level you can use all that you used in level one in level two to help propel you because now you're just at your root again you're building the new foundation of where you are and now you can build yourself back up and go up and down as much as you can yeah. to then keep going you know, you just explained, I think, what's causing so much stress in so many people is that they think they're losing something. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I, I've gone through seven levels, you've gone through all seven stages. Now I'm at this new level. I start with stage eight, right? You know, and I started, yeah. And I think it causes a lot of stress when people don't understand. Exactly. That they're just at level, you know, 1.2 now. Yeah, you're just at yeah. the next level. It's just the yeah. beginning. It doesn't even have to be 1.2. It could be literally level one to level two. And you're just at the beginning of level two, you know? Yeah. That's, I mean, I said it backwards. It's going to have different, yeah. it's gonna have different 
obstacles or if you're playing like a racing game it's going to be a different city with a different track or if you're playing a fighting game you're going to come up against a different um uh, competitor that has different styles and techniques than the last one it's just you're just competing something different or you're just going through something different mm -hmm. it didn't it, start it, over it's still level two it's just 2.1 it's just that's what beginning. i meant to say and yeah, i said yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just the beginning of it yeah cool okay so we've got one more to go and then yeah. i want you to come back to another point so yeah absolutely so that was blue solidite that I used for the third eye giving perspective. And then the last one of the seven is then the crown chakra, which is amethyst, which really is just where you're in that I am. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, rolling your shoulders back, keeping your head out high. You know, I had an interaction with this, um, with this three-year-old, we were playing Fisbee and he kept going like this. And like, he kept going and I was like, keep your head up, keep your hands up, keep your head up, keep your hands up. And he caught the Frisbee. I like, I wish I could lie, but it was the cutest thing. And he was like, I win. Literally his words, I win. And I was like, you do win. And he was like, well, let's do it again. And then he kept repeating to himself, keep my head up, keep my eyes up, keep my hands up, keep my eyes up. And he kept catching the Frisbee. And it becomes being able to then wear our head up high and knowing that we are who we want to be. It's okay to be who we want to be. And again, even me saying this, I have a fear because I know I'm stepping into another season, another level of my life. And that is still hard to be able to be like, yep. Because again, I know, as we just stated, we're back to the beginning of a new level. And that can be a little scary because you're like, it's the unknown. I don't know what's about to come my way. I don't know what I don't know just i don't know yeah and it's being able to that's when encourage you know i have it here i have a lot of things behind me just as inspirational words because i need them uh just to help me like when i do affirmations like i need affirmations too and that one says courage to start strength to endure resolve to finish and it's being able to have the courage to step out and be like okay here we go i can do it and once you're there then it's just going to work because then you're going to be able to start building that confidence from the base and building it up to then at the end of the day be like yep i did that and then you can wear your proud head proudly knowing that you did cool i love that courage to start strength to endure and yeah. resolve to finish yeah it's a beautiful expression of what the benefit then back to the question I started at the beginning, what's so good about Zen? Zen is a place where you have those three things. Yeah. Cool. Oh, look at that. Okay. Absolutely. So you said something at the beginning when you first showed the bracelet and you said, I added a black bead. Yes. So tell me more about that. So for this particular bracelet, and I, I have many um, that have different meanings because I customize them as well based on what I just explained. Um, so if you have something that you want it to work more on as a reminder, because that's what they're for, it's just a reminder where I can look down and be like, all right, body scan, how am I feeling? Do I feel good? Okay, or am I feeling a little stuck somewhere? And now I can work through it. So with 
the black one is just an extra sense of grounding, just like the lava stones underneath. This one's a black onyx. And then these are lava stones. And it's just really being more connected to the earth. Because a lot of times when we get into whether it's a creative space or we get like in our head, we don't feel grounded. Got it. And being able to just bring ourselves back down because even with roots, roots need the ground. They need to go deep down to build into. You know, if you build a house, you got to dig through the earth to lay that foundation. And this just really gives it that extra stability and security um, within the ground of knowing that I am planted down in here and I will grow both upwards and down. So that's really, really cool. Okay, so I'm planted and I will grow both mm -hmm. directions. More stability growing down, more stature. There we go, there's a, a word. Yeah. There you go, more stature growing up. So that's lovely. Okay, now I am just delighted because when it came to putting together a concept so um, airy-fairy, ephemeral, um, I've forgotten all the words that you could use, <laughs> possibly use to describe something like Zen, being able to put it into a perspective that brings it down to earth, makes it very um, tangible. Absolutely. It's lovely, uh, Akila. Thank you so very, very much. Now you have a gift for everybody. I and do. I was like going, this is like the coolest thing because it is a chart that allows for people to be reminded of all of this. When did you create the chart? Ooh, so um, I've had different variations of this chart really since I started um, that I made myself when I started using my own, uh, making my own jewelry. I have my own poster here in my home that I walk past every day that goes through them. It's just like a, let's check in. Um, but I send that particular chart actually out in a little card for everyone that purchases a bracelet from me or does a service with me as just uh, something you can keep in your pocket as just of my perspective. And I always tell everyone, you know, really sync within yourself to see what's in alignment, you know, doing your own research, you know, in it, because there's so many different definitions of where things lie. Um, because again, it's, it's unique to you. This was just for me when I really was thinking about each of them, what the core components were to help me in a given situation of doubt or fear or overwhelm or whatever it may be. Even if it's on the other side where I feel very inspired, you know, I'm very inspired, very creative, but I'm not feeling grounded. You know, there's, there's, there's both that you have. So you can um, address all of it through this really simple thing. And so it, I get, it's not gonna be the be all and end all for me because it's not from my perspective, but it gives me a place to start. Exactly. And I love that. So thank you. Thank you for being yeah. willing to be uncomfortable and to come on the show. And thank you for the gift of your wisdom and for the chart so that people have a place to start. I appreciate this so much. And I hope everyone, you know, is able to use this chart and you know I'm always available to support in your journey as well. Awesome. Awesome. That is just lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much.